mediator's log, space date 444 B. I can't believe it's the holidays already. Maybe that explains all this insomnia. Log, this may come as a shock to you, but lately, I've been getting only 7 hours and 48 minutes of sleep a night, a full 12 minutes below a normal 8 hours. At first, I was worried about dying, but Dr. Surgery reassured me that getting almost 8 hours is still normal. Phew! Log, hold on. My mind feels like it's being probed by an alien presence. Oh no, that's not normal. That's not normal at all. Yes, some kind of powerful unseen enemy is dismantling all my psychic defenses one by one. And here I was, thinking this would be a typical Tuesday. <sighs> Sigh. <laughs> oh no, well, now it's happening. Oh, gee, oh. <laughs> oh, yes. This body will be perfect for keeping a low profile amongst the crew. They'll never see me coming. <laughs> Space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is Abnormal Starring Tim Platt as Marvin Blonde Carly Minardo as Bobley Branson Reese as Delicious Donald and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else open on Function Room 7 of the CSS Cavalier. Wow. When I think of all the momentous events that have happened here. Treaties signed. Battles planned. Board game nights mediumly attended. But today is a very different day. The holidays are coming up and so the ship's chocolatier, Delicious Donald, has been busy preparing a bevy of new treats to ring in the season but they can't be rolled out ship-wide without an early taste test. A handful of unremarkable ensigns mill about the room, sampling the goodies. But who else do we see? Picturing around the room is Marvin Blonde, the ship's event coordinator. He is a ginger tabby, Terran cat. Uh, he was wearing a top hat and a little bow tie. And he looks around uh, feverishly, trying to make sure everyone has a ticket and that everyone who RSVP'd is there. Hiding in an Ikea fake rubber plant, we see two eyes and the little button nose of Bobali, one of the ship's bambini. She is holding a large cowbell on a large collar, and she is stalking Marvin Blonde with her eyes, hoping to bell this creature. Just to stay still, you little thing. <laughs> Marvin Blonde stops, looks around. Uh, no. Uh, stops, looks around. No. Uh, they're not here. 
Also in the room is me, delicious Donald. I have a broad face and a round little belly that shakes when I laugh like a bowl full of jelly. I'm a spherical man, as round as can be, and chocolate is the thing that's associated with me. I have blonde hair parted in the middle and stains on my fingers, just a chocolatey whittle. I won't be speaking in rhyme all episode. One of the unnamed ensigns looks up at you from uh, from a treat he's enjoying and says, Donald, uh, isn't it correct that we've used your body to calculate pi? Yes, you have. 3.14, etc. Oh, and I kiss each of my chocolate-stained fingertips. And I pull a Hershey kiss out of my pocket, plop it in my mouth, and kiss them again. I love chocolate, you see. But not only chocolate! And I pull a candy cane out of my pocket, and I suck the stripes right off of it, leaving it completely yeah. white. Then I shatter it in my hand, and I, <laughs> and I swallow all of the crumbs. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I've calloused my throat with another candy cane. As Marvin Blonde passes by the rubber plant, deep in thought over the guest list, for a split second, we hear a bell, and then we see a yellow blur as Bobbly leaps out from the rubber plant and tries to hook the bell around Marvin's neck. Bobbly, make a laser's roll. No, Bobbly fail. Bobbly, you miss tumbling past Marvin Blonde onto the floor. Oh, my doof! Marvin, you're startled. Marvin Blonde arches his back. His tail puffs out. <laughs> What are you doing here? What are you doing here? A child at a confectioner's ball? Unheard of. Bubbly wasn't invited. You were or you were not invited. Bubbly, he starts uh, walking around her in a circle like a shark to pray. Were you invited or were you not invited? Bubbly sticks out her, her tiny hand. It, it is practically entirely covered by the sleeve of a well-loved woolen coat. And she just kind of curls her fingers, offering scratches to Marvin's chin. Come here, little spider. Are you saying you want to scratch my? Are you saying you want to scratch my chin? Yes. Okay. Okay. And you're not gonna. You're not gonna pull that away. You actually want to scratch my little chin? I want to scratch your little chin. Marvin Blonde walks up close with his chin extended. Bobbly gives really good little scratches under that chin. He sits down, chin extended. May I put a bell on you? No, you may not put a bell on me. I want to know when you are coming. Oh, you want to find me. That's the problem. Look, I'm a cat. I come when I come. And sometimes when I come, it's not fun. And sometimes when I come, it is. But that is just the way it is. Is this <laughs> cat telling you about when he comes? Hello! Welcome to the confectioner's ball. I love to see a child and a cat making idle conversation. Would either of you like a sugar plum? And I extend my hand. There's two sugar plums. Oh, it glitters like a baby gem. Marvin Blonde stands on his back leg and puts his forearms up on uh, Delicious Donald's uh, leg. His head arches up for the treat. Aha, uh -huh, plop! I plop it into your mouth. Donald, once again, you have changed my life. They're little confections. This is delicious. This is absolutely fantastic. I love it. Well, I aim to please through acts of sweetness and sugar. Woohoo! Uh, Bobbly sticks the sugar plum in her mouth. You hear a horrible sucking sound, and then she spits out a, like, ashen white plum. The sugar in color has been completely sucked off of it. Oh, you have the vampire's bite. <laughs> it's very good, Mr. Donald. I love to do it with Skittles. Watch. And I open a, a pack of Skittles, and I shove them all into my mouth, and I suck. I go... <laughs> And I, I, like, machine gun fire them out, just like pure white Skittles out of my mouth into my hand. I say, you see? Marvin Blonde, too, can play this game. And out of his hat, he takes out what looks like a rat. But if you look closer, you can see it's got a little antenna. So it's like, it's not a rat. It's some alien. And guess what? It's sentient. And he sticks it inside of his mouth and pulls out just the skeleton. Oh, I hope this confectioner's ball never ends. I hope the rent. I hope. I hope. I hope for for seventy six minutes of us just eating candy. That's what I hope for. The thought occurs to a to a certain game master. <laughs> Wee! Would you like me to break you off a piece of this Kit Kat bar? Kachunk! Here. Oh, 
Bobbly has not tried this before. Oh, you've never lived. You simply must try a Kit Kat. Uh, Donald, but the thought occurs to you. Is it that Bobbly has never tried a Kit Kat before? Or has Bobbly never tried <gasps> chocolate before? I pull the Kit Kat back very quickly. Oh, Bobbly? Yes? Be honest with me. Okay. Have you ever tried chocolate before? And if you lie, I'll know. I don't know what the chocolate is. You don't know what chocolate is? Is it the doodoo finger you show me? No, it's not the doodoo finger. Why, there's no doodoo on my fi- Hold on. And I check the fi- my finger. And my, my vision goes into, like, predator heat scanning mode as I look at my hands. <laughs> and I just go through the fingers. Check, 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 check. Check, doo-doo, check, check, check. <laughs> and my right ring finger, I, I wipe it off on my uh, <laughs> on my shirt. I go, whoops. <laughs> we flash back to Delicious Donald coming out of the bathroom and walking into this room. <laughs> <laughs> no need to wash. I love candy. <laughs> well, I licked some poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> what is it then? <gasps> Chocolate. Why have a seat and I'll regale you with stories of the most delicious food in the world. God's own gift to man. Bobbly does not believe in any god. That's because you've never had chocolate. Have a seat, have a seat. Marvin, you too. Marvin uh, jumps upon Bobbly's lap and uh, spins around, uh, really uh, pushing her lap into the exact position that he wants to be in uh, so he can relax. But Marvin, before you settle in, you have to remember, you're on the clock. And yes, one of the guests who RSVP'd hasn't arrived yet. The moment that Marvin has been settled and has uh, and has made Bobbly think that uh, she's going to have a little comfy sesh with a kitty, he jumps away with no warning. Oh, this is why you needed a bell on your neck. No, just as you need to learn about chocolate, you need to learn about how kitty cats do their thing. And I am more than a kitty cat, I'm an event coordinator, and there's someone who RSVP'd who is not here. He begins to walk around the room. And Marvin, as you do, we follow you as Donald begins to educate Bobley in the ways of chocolate. And as you circle the room, finally, yes, the doors open and the final taste tester enters. And who should enter but ship's mediator, Guy Normal. If you asked for an example of a typical Cavalier crew member, you could do a lot worse than Guy Normal. But something today is a little different. Marvin, Guy Normal is wearing a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Guy. Thank goodness you're here. It's not likely to be late. Have you been in the full eight hours of sleep? <laughs> oh, every single night, my friend. Guy? My... Yes? The scarf. My friend. The tone of your voice. You don't seem... Normal. Oh, nothing could be further from the truth, my dear... Mar... Ten? <laughs> uh, Marvin. Uh, Marvin Blonde. Event coordinator. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Marvin. I have to confess, I haven't been quite getting enough sleep. I've been getting a little less than the normal amount of sleep, and it's made me a little out of sorts. That must be it. Well, Guy, you're late, and you need to taste the chocolate. Come this way. Oh. Um, all, all right, I suppose. Marvin uh, leads Guy towards the judge's table. Oh, yes. Um, I, Marvin, you know, I would love to taste all of these chocolates so much, uh, but I was actually looking for the, the pools, the ship's pools. The ship's pools? You're trying to go to the gym, swim some laps? Yes, I was trying to swim some laps. Yes. Well, unfortunately, you picked a pretty awful time. It's the holiday season, you see, and we freeze all the pools so people can ice skate all over them. All right. But if you want to ice skate... No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. What, what, what do you want me to eat? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we've got an array of confections made by our ship's chocolatier. We see delicious Donald. He's finishing up his tale to Bobbly. And Frith called after him. El Arreira, your people cannot rule the world, for I will not have it so. All the world will be your enemy, prince with a thousand taste buds, and whenever they catch you, they will kill you. But first, I will deliver unto you the most delicious food in the world, chocolate! 
and Elorera knew then that although he would not be mocked, Frith still was his friend. Oh, the same thing happened to Bobbly once. Oh, yes. And so now you are prepared to eat chocolate. What's going on here? And I look over at Guy Normal and uh, Marvin Blonde. Bobbly, can you make a prepared feelings roll? Yes. Ah, Bobbly win. Bobbly, when you turn to look in the same direction as Delicious Donald, you are rocked with the strangest sensation. You feel emanating from Guy Normal something different. Something strange. Whenever you've passed him in the ship's halls or whenever he's been passing in the ship's halls and you've been in the ship's ducts, the psychic presence you get off him is completely unremarkable. And yet now it seems like he's inhabited by why an enormous and powerful source of well, power. (laughs) Enormously. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Thank you. Bobbly starts doing like a little pee-pee dance and she's like marching back and forth and she says, oh, excuse me, Mr. Delicious. Please, please, Mr. Delicious was my father's name. My name is Delicious Donald. I have a different last name than my father whose last name is my first name. She scampers off and kind of like buries her face in Marvin Blonde's face next to his ear. Mr. Spider, Mr. Spider. Yes, Bobbly. I have to tell you something. Okay, tell me right now, but I have to do my job. Someone here, I'm beginning to think, didn't pick up the gift bag that they're supposed to leave with. <laughs> you see that man over there? It looks like a bar of soap. Uh, yes, delicious Donald. No, no, the other soap. I'm seeing one soapy guy. So Bobbly has like the, like when like you're starving on a desert island and like the fat guy turns into a burger and the skinny guy turns into a hot dog. She's so dirty that everyone looks like a bar of soap to her. (laughs) Or conditioner. conditioner. Yeah. No, no, Mr. Normal. Oh yes, Guy Normal. Except his name is a lie today. What are you talking about, Bobbly? I have passed this man many times. Many times I've snuck into his bedroom to steal his books and to steal his Twizzlers, which he enjoy a normal amount. Wait a minute. What does he read? It is notebooks with no with lined paper. He just reads blank composition books. Yes. Normal indeed. <laughs> you got to admit it. There's also a Bible. Oh yes, and there is a dip, uh, how most you say? normal book. Whenever I see a guy with a Bible on his nightstand, I think, this guy's no threat to me. He have the King James Bible. Okay. But today, when I pass by him, when I look at him in his little bitty eyes, he have a strange energy. You know, you may not have noticed this, but he is wearing a scarf. And the temperature here is quite appropriate to not wear a scarf. I would know. I set the temperature of every room I have an event in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. From across the room, Donald says, oh! <laughs> and from, from from another corner of the room, Gelmeyer looks and goes, hey! <laughs> but you know what, Bubbly? You're right. I've experienced a similar vibe from this strange, normal man. Let's follow him. Something's afoot, and it's not normal. You want me to put a bell on him? I don't want you to put a bell on anyone. In fact, I hate that. I have an extra. I have one for everyone in the room. No, why? No, no, no. A bell makes a sound that can be followed. We want to be stealthy. Okay. Thank you, Bubbly. Giddy up. She climbs onto Marvin's back. Huh. Just the right size. He starts clip-clopping along. Uh, Donald sees that they're leaving and says, Oh, no! I just told that child about the gift of chocolate. I won't rest until she eats a, a, a bar of chocolate. Any bar will do. White, milk, dark, caramel chocolate. <laughs> Sorry, delicious Donald, but you understand that she's going to have to earn her treat after our mission. No chocolate before work, chocolate after. Wash your mouth out with a bar of soap, my friend. Chocolate is an every time meal. Bar of soap. I told you. Oh, brother, how do I get myself into this situation with these strange, bizarro, freakazoids? Ah, well, just another day on the ship. I heard you! Why would you talk to me like that? Right to my very face? Because... Is it a crime to like chocolate as much as I? 
No, it's not, but you have to admit Lock that- Lock me uh, up and throw away the key if it is. <laughs> I only hope to... the jail cell you throw me into is pure chocolate. <laughs> Look, you have to- You can like chocolate as much as you want, but for everyone else- And I do! And for everyone else, chocolate is a treat, and a treat has to be earned by a good deed. Sometimes a good deed is just eating a meal, but today, it's solving a problem. What is the deal with Guy Normal? Now, if you want to come with us, that means you can give Bobbly a chocolate as soon as we figure out what's going on. You listen to me, you mangy little cat. <laughs> if these are your rules, I accept. But mark my words, this child will eat chocolate by nightfall, or I will be dead in a grave. I'm fine with that. Me too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! You all look up from this conversation and realize that Guy Normal has left the room. Oh, problem solved. No. Bubbly, we must follow. The top of Marvin's top hat opens up, and out comes a robotic arm with a strange device upon it. The, the arm puts something upon Marvin's nose, and then the arm goes back into the top hat. As you look, you see that atop of his normal nose, uh, Marvin now has a robotic dog's nose with the, with the greater power of scent. Are you Inspector Gadget? Yes, I'm Inspector Gadget, <laughs> the best event planner in the world. <laughs> I'm going to need you to make a lasers roll before you produce a robotic dog's nose. Well, I have a six. So that's a failure, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, Marvin, your your hat has only produced a human nose. Well, hmm, damn. A nose so bad it can only smell food when it gets close to it. Hmm, where could he have gone? The pools. The pools. He was asking about the pools. Come, <laughs> friends, let's go find Guy Normal. You leave. <laughs> A rousing <laughs> success. We cut now to the pool deck. Deck 22. Mm. There are many pools on this deck. People gotta swim. But we focus on one pool in particular as Marvin Blonde, Bobbly, and yes, even Delicious Donald arrive. No one's swimming today, though, for, as Marvin mentioned, the pool has been frozen over to allow ice skating. A number of Cavalier crew members flit across this icy surface doing little loops and little twirls and little lutzes and and axles and um, I'm running out of ice skating tricks that I can name off the top of my head but they're doing them people are getting in the spirit already Marvin one time Bobbly sneak in here with it dark and it's still cold and she put a bunch of orange juice in one of the pools and a big stick and I'll wait until it freezes into a big popsicle. Oh, I love where your head's at, Bobbly. Why, if I didn't know any better, I would say you were a longtime chocolate fan. And I look both ways and I try to, without Marvin seeing, I try to slip her a just a tiny Hershey kiss. You're gonna love this. The best chocolate there is. Yeah. <laughs> Bobbly uh, reaches and like her sleeve kind of covers her hand as she withdraws. The chocolate. With unnatural sensitivity, the unnatural sensitivity of a cat, Marvin Bond leaps between them, grabbing the chocolate f and scattering away to bury it somewhere. He then comes back. Oh, you mean a spider! You're a terrible little man. Now, 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 children, now, now, children. No, no, no. Remember, we have to we'll finish our work first. Fun without work is the devil's kiss. Why would you choose to be this way? <laughs> 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 what an awful personality! When you run events as, well, as often as I do, there's a natural order of things that everyone relies on and is satisfied by. If we switch up the order, then no one has fun at the event, and then they leave early. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Let's do the little job, and then I want to eat the chocolate for the first time. That's fine by me. Everyone look. Can you see Guy Normal anywhere? I wipe the chocolate away from my eyes and I take a look. Joe, what do I see? You see this this large, it's an Olympic-sized swimming pool, frozen solid, Ooh. with a, a number of Cavalier crew members expertly ice skating. They Clearly, everyone's been taking like hollow zone ice skating lessons because it's very good. Marvin has, has hung a number of like giant paper snowflakes from the ceiling. So it's really got that winter vibe. Why, it's quite wintry and chilly in here. The perfect temperature for a junior mint. And I pull a, a case of junior mints out of my pocket. And I say, now, I'm not allowed to give the child chocolate, but there's no rule that says that I might not indulge. Oh, pop, 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 pop. 
As I eat each individual junior mint, mmm, and I pat my belly. As you pop those little chocolates into your perfectly round mouth, Donald, <laughs> you watch as ship's engineer Katya Bushnikova does an incredible backflip on the ice. But, you know, Katya has trained with astro-Soviet ice skating trainers for years on the side. But unfortunately, this backflip is not completed. Because as her ice-skated feet go to connect with the icy surface, you hear a flash, and instantly, the pool is unfrozen. Oh, no! Katya instead splashes into the pool, as do all of the other ice skaters. They're all flailing about, and they got these big, heavy skates on. My event space! They might start to sink, but they'll be sinking fast because something is venting all of the water out of the ship. They're all being sucked out. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no, all of the ice skaters, they're being sucked down! Jean Lime! The most beautiful woman on the ship is in danger! Jean Lime? Yes. Marvin Blonde springs in the action. He runs up the walls <laughs> where he has strung Christmas lights and he grabs the Christmas lights, pulls them off, and, and starts uh, with his mouth throwing them in, into the pool to try to give uh, some form of rope for the drowning skaters. And delicious Donald uses all of his chocolatier knowledge to, he had, uh, into one of his stomachs, he had swallowed some strategic Twizzlers, Twizzlers the long string, and he ties it um, uh, into his stomach and he opens his mouth and he vomits out the Twizzlers. So it's like, he's using himself as leverage. So he's like shooting rope out of his mouth for candy rope for people to, to climb on. Uh, Twizzlers Jesus and nerds rope. In. What? I'll roll. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Roll. Uh, do a, is that lasers or feelings? Seems like I feelings to me. I, I guess. Yeah, make a feelings roll. All right. He's accessing his second stomach. That seems like a feelings to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a failure. <laughs> so I, I opened my he mouth. Just starts and, throwing up. Yeah, yeah Twizzlers yeah. and nerds rope just fall out. Oh, I forgot. There was nothing in my stomach to tie them to. Oops. <laughs> Bobbly is going to run to the edge of the draining pool the yeah. that is closest to her, and she is going to hang her bells on ropes over the edge, trying to like offer it as for those below to grab onto. Uh, Bobbly, that's so sweet of you, but uh, this pool is—it's you know—it's this water is being sucked out into space, so this is—it's like a giant airplane bathroom. The water is dropping at a very fast rate. I'm afraid no one can grab onto your little bells. Marvin has the best plan. Marvin, can you make a lasers roll? Three. I got it. Amazing, Marvin. Tell me what happens. Marvin ties the other ends of the Christmas lights around the ladder that goes into the pool. And then he stands on top of that ladder. And with his little paws, he starts shaking the Christmas lights to, to, to get to the people who have not been able to grab it yet. Yes, Marvin, somehow you pull this off. Everyone is able to grab on. Help me, everyone. Help me pull them back to safety. Bobbly bear hugs Marvin from behind, and she starts trying to, like, trudge backwards to pull up. And um, Bobbly's eyes go, like, mac and cheese yellow. And <laughs> and her hair, like, flies up like she's going Super Saiyan. And oh yeah, the pool starts uh, filling with orange juice. Globally, that does work. The water changes in composition from water to orange juice, but you didn't stop the suction, so it's still, it, now it's just orange juice has been added and it's still just draining at the same rate. Is it delicious? Yes! Oh, delicious Donald, does your candy fit in the plug? <gasps> Perhaps it will, but I'd have to say goodbye to it. No lives are at stake. I reach into my pockets. And I say, it's candy time. And I throw my hands out, throwing all of the, the candy I can grab uh, to try to plug it up. Donald, you are using uh, candy abilities. This is your specialty on the ship. So I'm going to allow you to make a prepared lasers roll here. So I got a success and my laser feelings. Ooh. Oh, my God. Delicious Donald, do you want to ask me a question? Would you like a junior mint, Joe? <laughs> I don't love mint candy. More for me! Oh. 
Oh, who am I kidding? I'll have one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll barf it up for you. You only had one? <laughs> no, I had more, but I was trying to hoard them for myself. Selfish that I am, and I give you some of those. You're really getting into barf stuff this episode. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> Donald, you, you throw a variety of candies into the pool, but none of them seem to take. The Twizzlers are just sliding right through. Oh, no. The nerd's rope is going right through, and oh. then you throw in a big jawbreaker. <gasps> How about this one? How about this one, you little hole? And I, I throw the jawbreaker <laughs> towards the hole. With a little satisfying pop, it sticks in that hole, <gasps> and it does not budge. Just like my ancestor, the little boy who put his thumb into the dike in, uh, in the Netherlands. That boy was so round. <laughs> he was so round and so real. <laughs> Everyone breathes a sigh of relief. They've been saved. Hooray! They're a little wet, but otherwise they're okay. Marvin, but as you look out through the windows, you see that all the water has been vented from all of the other pools on this deck. This wasn't just this pool. Someone wanted all this water off the ship. The doors to the pool open, and in walks, why the scarf gives it away, of course, Guy Normal. <gasps> he looks concerned. Uh, what is your problem, Bastardo? What, is, what are you doing to the water on the ship? I'm not doing anything. I came here because I got some terrible news about what was happening. You're a liar! I am not a liar. I heard it on the comms. It seems that someone replaced this pool with orange juice. How could they? Bobaly launches at Guy Normal and like sticks to him like a Garfield on a car window. Her eyeballs are like right against Guy's eyeballs and she's trying to like psychically read him. Make a feelings roll. Success. When you try to do this, Bobaly, the psychic backlash is intense. It's shocking. You unsuction. You fall to the floor. Oh! Oh, my freaking head! You have a reflex like you just touched a hot stove. Ow! You son of a bitch! Guy looks at you confused. I'm sorry, but this is a serious thing. Someone put orange juice in this pool. Ow, 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 Also, ow, all ow. these people could have died. Ow, 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 like rolling around. On the floor. Just clutching your ass like Mario 64. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like skipping across all the pools. Marvin Blonde rushes to Bobaly. Uh, shh, calm down. It's okay. I got you. His top hat opens and out comes a hand with some aloe. And the aloe sprays over her little burnt the hands. Oh, thank you. Maybe you're not such a mean spider after all. I'm not, and I'm a cat, and you try to put a bell on me, and that gives me parental power over you, just letting you know. He turns back. She puts the bell on his tail. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Actually, this is kind of nice. It makes people know that I'm around. I guess I do want to be seen. Guy normal, what's going on here? He walks paw after paw towards him in an intimidating walk. <laughs> Make a feelings roll to see if you're intimidating. I failed. Marvin, you try your best, but ultimately Guy Normal is a normal-sized man, and you're a normal-sized cat. It's not that intimidating. And you have a bell on your ass. Marvin, I'm sorry. I don't know if you had anything to do with this, but really, orange juice should be kept out of pools. I know. I didn't put it in the pool. The pool was frozen by my specifications. Someone unfroze the pool and sucked out the water. Well, I just think these liquids shouldn't mix is all. Why are you getting involved? Guy Normal keeps to his own business. I think it's very normal to just have water in a pool, and I think we should leave it at that. I did want your uh, help on another matter, if you have time. Hmm. Don't trust him, Mr. Spider. Don't trust him. I was hoping to plan an event. Plan an event? That's... Yes, for the upcoming holidays. A holiday event? There's a lot of holiday events being planned. What were you thinking? Well, I would love to go into more detail. Maybe we could discuss it on a tour of the venue? Tour of the venue? Marvin Bond turns back. He's got no idea I charge for that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, lead the way. You exit this room following Guy Normal and head down in a hyperlift 14 decks. Do they follow me? Everyone follows you. Okay, cool. Marvin, the hyperlift doors open and you enter onto this deck and you realize that you've never really hosted an event on this deck before. It's not the kind of deck where you normally would, but 
sometimes an unconventional setting can really make a party sing. So who knows what the pitch is when you enter onto the drinking water storage tanks of the CSS Cavalier. Oh, this is where Bobbly take a bath. Hello, it's me, Scandal, Space Horse of the Barakar. What is this? Why are you giving me a microphone? An ad? I don't have time. I'm going hunting with charity. Oh, a succulent apple. My one weakness. All right, let's fucking do this. Go to rubetalesofmagic.com slash store between now and December 4th for limited edition holiday merchandise. Oh, there's a shirt with me, the space horse on it. Why didn't you start there? No, you're right. This is better. <laughs> That's rudetalesofmagic.com slash store between now and December 4th. Happy hunting! Oh, whoa. Have we finally done it? Has my thousand-year cryosleep ended and we've arrived at Rigel 7 to find a new home for humanity? No, our pods opened early. Sorry, dude. I was just a child when mine opened decades ago. Now, <laughs> I'm all grown up. I remember you. Joe, the young, sweet child. Gosh. Well, are we close to Rigel 7, humanity's new home? Uh, not quite. Yeah, we won't reach Rigel 7 for another 642 years. My God, I might never live to see that. What have you been doing to pass the time? Well, we've been listening to this podcast called Oh, These, Those Stars of Space. With Allie Fisher? Yeah, it's great. Only, I've listened to all the main feed episodes already. Have you checked out the Patreon feed? Uh, at patreon.com slash oh, these, those stars of space? No. What's there? <laughs> Chris, only a ton of full-length Patreon-exclusive episodes. Real episodes? Like with Liberty Balboa and Dr. Dewey? Yeah, exactly. What, I have to pay like a thousand credits a month to get access to that? No, dude. Only five Earth dollars a month. Well, that's a deal. I only wish I had woken up from that cryopod sooner. <laughs> Yay! Our three heroes never lived to reach Rigel 7, but they died sometime later. Happy and fulfilled by many exciting Patreon episodes of Oh These, Those Stars of Space and Oh These, Those Chats of Show, the monthly chat show where they answer patron questions. Join them, won't you? We return to the drinking water tanks of the CSS Cavalier. Smoke from a nearby fog machine gives the room a sort of spooky industrial vibe. Clinton, turn that off. Okay. Or should I say, oh, slay? Or should I say, ghost slay? Or should I slay, ghost slay? Clinton, go away. Oh, slay. Guy Normal turns to the rest of you. He's sort of fingering the hem of his scarf. His dashing, stylish scarf. Oh, disgusting. Marvin, your role as event coordinator gives you a lot of access to the ship, doesn't it? Of course. To make an event go smoothly, it simply must know the terrain. So if you wanted to, say, host an event in one of the ship's drinking water tanks, you would have the necessary security clearance to authorize venting that water into space? No, you idiot. That doesn't make sense at all. Well, I mean, if... I have the clearance, but I wouldn't want to do that without checking in with all the potential guests, the hosts, the uh, the people who might be affected by the event. Computer. And Guy Normal pulls out a vaser and points it at Marvin Blonde. Oh, no! Speak your security code, Marvin. Guy. Guy. Yes? It's okay. Calm down. Bobbly's going to throw a bell at Guy. She's going to whip it around like a flail and launch it at him. The bell sails through the air, heading directly for Guy Normal's head. And then, like it hit an invisible wall, it stops and falls to the ground. He doesn't even flinch. He doesn't even look away from Marvin, who he's pointing a vaser at. Okay, I'm beginning to think something strange is happening here. I agree. Signore Tano, what do we do? I don't know. I'll have to improvise. And I pull out a chocolate gun and I hold it to Bobolee's head. Oh. Play along. Okay. Oh, no, I don't want to get a shot. 
That's a bluff. You'll never shoot a child. You love children. No, I insulted him. I told him his mother was a guma and his daddy was an espresso bean. <gasps> you told you said what? And I pulled the trigger <laughs> on the chocolate gun, shattering it. Oh, it was only a chocolate prop. Guy Normal takes a step closer to Marvin Blonde. Speak your security code. What's the event? That's for me to know and you to never find out. Then no, I will never speak my security code unless the event is known, approved, and underway, and the invitations are He in fires the, the vaser at your feet. Bubbly's <gasps> gonna run in front of Marvin. Donald's gonna dive away. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, dangerous! Uh, Bubbly, make a lasers roll to see if you can fall in front of this warning shot. Okay. That's a failure. Bubbly, thankfully, you failed to reach in time to be hit by this vaser, which was shooting at the floor in front of Marvin. It would have been a truly a truly senseless injury on a child. Like, the smoke has already evaporated from the blast. It's a totally clear floor that she, like, you hear, like, a slow skid as her, like, belly drags across the floor. I'm not gonna save you, Mr. Spider! Um, Marvin leaps uh, at the vaser at his feet and starts scurrying uh, around uh, to get behind a, a water vessel. Marvin, make a laser roll. Guy is going to keep firing at you. Six. Uh, that's a failure. Marvin, as you try and slink away, one of the vasers catches you in the tail. Uh, the smell of burning cat hair fills the room. P.U. My tail. My only tail. You monster. You monster. Marvin. I can do a lot worse, Marvin, but just give me the code and all will be over. Use the bell to deflect the blast. The bell? The bell? You sweet genius, the bell flips his tail bell, to flip the bell at the guy's head. Make my day. He fires at you again. But this time, Marvin Blonda moves his tail, bell uh, attached, in front of him and deflects the laser with the bell. Marvin, luckily your bell goes right in front of your heart and the vaser blast is deflected. Yahoo! But he's still got the gun trained right on you. Why are you making this so difficult? I'm not asking you for anything else. I just need the codes. I just need this water and I'll be on my way. Why? Tell me why. I can't plan an event unless I know the cause. Guy Normal grabs the scarf. (gasps) You haven't asked, but it's a teal scarf. (laughs) (laughs) And in one sweeping motion, he unravels the scarf from round his neck. Maybe his head will fall off. His head falls off. (laughs) 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 No, delicious Donald, I'm afraid this isn't a scary story to tell in the dark. No, this is something far, far worse. Because there, in the middle of Guy's neck, you see another face. Yakadoo! A creepy alien face with four eyes and a little tiny, tiny nose and a big, big mouth. Oh, no. That's the voice that now speaks. Guy Normal's face remains placid, unmoving, like it normally does. Donald, who was like cowering behind one of the structures, he looks up and he says, Oh no! Oh no! And he goes back and he curls up into a ball. Oh no, 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 no! And he curls into a ball and trembling, he says to himself, This is what happens when children don't eat chocolate. I am not Guy Normal. Guy Normal is just... A form I am borrowing for the moment. My name, if you must know, is Kornok. Kornok? Kornok? Kornok. Like a corn in the cob? I don't know what that is. It is a little stick with tiny yellow beads on it. And they are sweet. And you can put butter on them. And sometimes, if you don't have toilet paper... I'm a being whose body occupies the fifth dimension of space. I am millions and millions of years old. Ew! Anyways. Stinky! (laughs) There's nothing stinky about being very old. Yes. There is. There is. Well, maybe maybe one of these humans, but when you're part of my species, it's quite normal to be millions and millions of years old. Anyways, in a few short years, I happen to know that my wife will arrive in this sector of space. We only see each other about 
every 800,000 of your years. And I won't explain what's going to happen because there's a child here, but I will say to the two of you that what we're going to do requires a lot of water. You are going to splash each other? And more. Oh, if you like your wife so much, why don't you hang out with her all the time? She is an independent being. Oh. Fiercely independent. She doesn't like you? That's not what that means. It might. It's, it's not. Okay. It's not. I respect her. I respect her. I respect her so much. Okay. A little, a little tear falls from <laughs> Kornok's neck eye. At that, Donald is going to stand up with his, his chocolate-stained hands up and say, Look, 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 look. You seem like a reasonable, loving husband. Am I correct? I, I am. You need a great deal of water for your uh, uh, activities. Yes. We're using the water, though. I myself use these water reserves to make saltwater taffy. But where do you get the salt? Elsewhere. Ah. <laughs> we have big salt licks. I see. I combine them, and I make saltwater taffy so that months after Halloween, children will have a final candy after they've eaten all the others. Good, good. I hope it's hard to chew and bad. It is not <laughs> pleasant. Mr. Signore Donald. Oh, hold on. I'm reasoning with this man. Okay. Sir. Obviously, I've made it clear to you that our water must be used for these saltwater taffies. Why don't you just go to a different ship and steal their water? There aren't any other ships nearby. Nearby? You live a million years. She's going to be here soon in my scale of time. Okay, but in your scale of time, does your scale of distance not also different? That's the thing. I don't move very fast. Oh, dear. (laughs) I sort of just float around and occasionally pop in and out of your space. I actually know the feeling well. I don't move very fast either. I mostly bounce from location to location due to all the chocolate I eat. With a big enough bounce, I imagine you could go pretty fast. (laughs) Well, sure, sure, with a big enough bounce. But no, you need to go. We need this water for to live. You'd be killing us. So if you use this water to make your saltwater taffy, then maybe you also have access codes and he turns the vaser to you. (gasps) Oh no. Bobbly's eyes dart down to the fragments of chocolate that fell off the chocolate gun when it was detonated. Yeah, it just fell into like a little pyramid of chocolate. Yeah, and she's going to pretend she sneezes. She's going to go, ah, 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 a pew! And she's going to lurch forward and secretly like eat some chocolate. This ancient alien being looks at Bobbly and says, God bless you, and then turns back to delicious chocolate. Oh, good, he has a god. As the chocolate touches Bobolee's tongue... Carly, what happens? Her taste buds crackle to life. She, Her mouth floods with, like, warmth, and her cheeks turn extra rosy. Oh. And you almost hear the sound of, like, when a tea kettle starts to, to boil over. Yeah, yeah. We zoom in inside Bobolee's body, and we see her heart, which is a normal child size. Carly, what happens? It gets stomped on by a T-Rex. Once again, her eyes go bright yellow. She levitates off of the floor, and her mouth starts to yawn open, like the doorknob in Alice in Wonderland. And all of a sudden, this, just like how she slurped the sugar off the sugar plum, she starts inhaling like Kirby, trying to suck the face out of the neck of Guy Normal. Oh my god. Oh no, I'm being pulled in as well. <laughs> Bubbly, make a make a feelings roll. Success! You tell me what happens. As Bobbly's power builds, she starts levitating towards Guy Normal, and the face starts kind of like pulling out of Guy Normal's neck. Uh, Marvin and Donald, you are, like, casually acquainted with this, uh, with this little child, this little bambino bubbly, but you didn't know, you didn't know that this could happen. You're both shocked, and you're feeling the whipping wind of the gaping maw that is her mouth just, like, sucking in all the air in the room. Marvin Blonde uses all the power of his claws to, uh, attach himself to the ground, holding on for dear life so he does not get sucked in. Marvin uses all his power of event coordination to 
<laughs> Donald uses all of his power of chocolatiering uh, to, to, to grab on to Marvin. He says, Marvin, this may be the end, my friend. Well then, if we have only one last move, maybe a little bit more chocolate. More chocolate? But I thought you were opposed to the idea. <laughs> hey, when we're about to die, there ain't no rules to be follow left. There ain't no fools left to follow. There ain't well no said. Rules to follow. And I pull out an airport <laughs> size uh, Toblerone and nice. I, I open it and I unwrap it. I say, say hello to the little bear of the mountain. And I open my <laughs> mouth and I just like, I unhinge my jaw and I push the entire Toblerone down my throat and then kiss each of my fingertips. Brits, really quick, I need to know, did Delicious Donald pay any duty on that? <gasps> no, it was, the entire thing was duty free. Much unlike the ring finger on my right hand. <laughs> much unlike. Yes, much unlike it. It was duty free. I eat the Toblerone and I gain its powers. <laughs> the powers of the Alps? Yes, I, the powers of the Alps are mine in this moment. Joe, what does that mean? Uh, you can scale tall mountains. <laughs> you have a great fortitude when it comes to cold temperatures. And the power to withstand mighty winds. That's right. Yes, I go like yes. like Kirby pressing down. I like, I go, Bloonk! and suddenly I have like a little alpine hat on and I have like lederhosen and I have You've a got little... a little barrel of, of whiskey around <laughs> your <laughs> neck. It's a little, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a little barrel of, uh, of grenadine. And I have <laughs> a pickaxe and I say, Marvin, hold on to me. I'm equipped for mountain temperatures now. Um, Marvin claws his way up into to, uh, Delicious Donald's uh, Lederhosen and he crawls inside like a like a baby kangaroo in a pouch. And I swing the, the uh, pickaxe, so it's like a pickaxe tied to a, to a rope, and I swing it around my head like a lasso and I throw it, hoping it'll catch on to something so I can hold onto the rope and prevent us from being pulled into Bobolee's gaping maw. Delicious Donald, because you obtain these abilities through candy, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to allow you to make a prepared lasers roll. Okay. Nice. This show is so grounded. Uh, so that's a success and a failure. Donald, uh, you swing and, oh no, miss. But then, oh, it just as you're pulling back, the pickaxe catches on another pipe. Oh, that was close. Oh, thank God. The failure and the success were honored. Luckily, in the order that has the success at the end. And I'm holding on to the rope. It's like, Marvin, hold on for dear life. As we're, we, we look so tiny. We're just like, it's just the rope keeping us from being pulled into Boboli. Uh, okay, so the two adults in the situation are saving themselves. Boboli, what are you doing? She's trying to slurp that yes. malevolent being out of Guy Normal. Guy Normal is standing perfectly straight, you know, perfect posture. He's not moving an inch and that you can see that face is, like, bulging, coming out of Guy's neck. It's being, like, stretched out. He's like, what? How is this possible? I have never felt a power like this in millions of years. Bobolee's eyes are still glowing. Her hair is whipping in the wind. Her little newsboy cap flies off and explodes in the ceiling. I'm going to call to Marvin and say, Marvin, Marvin, in my front pocket, there's a lollipop most huge. <laughs> uh, I found it. <laughs> Pull it out. Okay. Throw it at Guy Normal's neck. Hoping, I'm hoping we can dislodge that awful little man from his neck and he'll be pulled into Boberly, who is in no danger. Wait, so I'm throwing this at the, th at the thing in his neck? At the, the neck, hoping to dislodge it. Using the power of the event coordinator, who knows where everything goes at every time during the event, he uh, triangulates where the lollipop should go to kick this guest out of the venue. Ooh. And then he locks in. With his, uh, um, cause you know how sometimes cats, it looks like cats have uh, thumbs? He's one of those cats. That's amazing. Where he winds up and throws the lollipop at the neck. Tim, I, I admit I thought your rationale was a little bullshit, but then you sold me with the narration. Mm -hmm. So make a prepared lasers roll. Grazie. Mm -hmm. Success. Success. That lollipop flies through the air. Do we slow down and see it tumble and twist and careen for a moment? As it passes Bobolee, it starts to have a, the pull of this great force. But yet, with the power of event coordination, it flies true. And it dang hits this weird alien in the head. He goes, ow! Oh! And then you watch as he's pulled completely out of Guy Normal's neck. 
uh, like a, he's he's like a little a like glob of like ghostly goo Ooh. and you know fog and mist. He's there's not much of him, but he exits. He is pulled. He is sucked, and he flies, screaming, "Oh no, my wife!" into Bobley's mouth. Bobley swishes him around in her mouth and spits him out. That's a bad mozzarella. But you mean my wife and I will just have to make do with all the water I've already taken? No. And at that, I'm going to, uh, I, I'm no longer, since we're no longer being pulled into Bobley, um, the, the uh-huh. line goes slack. And I'm going to pull uh-huh. on the pickaxe and dislodge it and swing it around and throw it at this man uh, with aiming to kill him. Make a laser's roll. All right. I, I, uh, dressed in my alpine gear, I call out. I say, Ricola! A cough drop <laughs> is a candy if you're hungry enough. And I make a laser's roll. Yeah. And that, Joe, is a failure. <laughs> of course it is, Branson. Auricola is never a candy. Medicine will never be candy. Oh, but I And you sometimes, are wrong to think it. I'm just, sometimes you're so hungry and it's the only thing with any sugar. In your heart, you know I'm right, and that's why you miss. I do. I do. And right as it does, I go, oh, am I kidding? And I miss. <laughs> it clatters to the side. Well, at least I've learned the limits of candy and medicine. Bobbly crouches down and looks Cornock in all of his eyes. Now you listen to me, you little piece of shit, turd, no good, wife obsessed. He, she does not love you. She, if she loved you, she'd be, she would be by your side the entire time. Your wife not love you. No <laughs> and that's what ship, real love is. <laughs> no ship love you. You gotta get out of here now, okay? You are just a little girl, and when you get to be my age, millions and millions of years, you may understand that to love something, sometimes you have to set it free. And then, and then in a few hundred thousand years, it might come back for like a, you know, a, a fun weekend and then go away again. And that's how some relationships work. And that's okay, too, I think. Bobley, um considers this and she looks around. She kind of nods her head and she says, Okay, Kornak, I was a mean to you. I'm a sorry. And she puts a bell around his little blob and gives him a kiss on the what? forehead. Oh. <laughs> Why would he make that noise? He wasn't expecting kindness. <laughs> oh, okay. Very well, I will go now. I am sorry to have bothered you all, and I hope we can put this behind us. And if you should run into my wife... <laughs> no. Um, you don't have to mention this came up. Sorry, hold on. I I think Marvin was saying that, no, it is impossible to put this... Be- is that where you were going with this, Marvin? <laughs> That's right. Marvin leaps on Kornak, picks him up by the back of the neck, and then uh, rushes him over to the litter, the key litter that is in every room on the Cavalier. He drops him in, covering him in sand, and then clicks the evacuate. And then the, uh, the all the litter is flushed out into the space. As he's being sucked out, he says, This is fine. I wanted to go to space. I'm glad you do that after I kiss his head. Bobbly? Yes? I was wrong. Yes? If I let you have Kenny this whole time, you would have sucked him up immediately. Instead, I made you wait. And for that, I'm sorry. Delicious Donald, I was wrong. I was trying to limit who and when you gave your candy to. For, from now on, you have complete reign. You have carte blanche to give whomever, whatever, at any event I throw for the rest of my life. That's an incredible point. From now on, I will no longer answer the authority of a tiny cat who's telling me not to do something. And Guy Normal steps forward and says, and I myself have learned a lesson. Oh. Huh? The lesson I've learned is, actually, Joe, do I remember anything that happened in the past hour and a half? Not any of it. In that case, the lesson I've learned is none at all. In fact, I'm confused about what I'm even doing here. This is a very strange situation I find myself in, which is stressing me out. I prefer a nice normal situation, like maybe eating breakfast, maybe eating lunch in the middle of the day, of course, or maybe eating dinner to round out the day. What about eating a chocolate? Why, I could eat a chocolate after any meal. And he looks at Donald with his hand outstretched. Donald <laughs> Donald replies, and says, don't mind if I do. And he puts a, uh, a small, a normal, a bodega-sized Toblerone in Guy Normal's hand. Guy Normal says, a Toblerone is an incredibly fancy treat. 
what adventure lies next amongst, oh, these, those stars of space. Oh, these, those stars of space stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Oh, These, Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore at Bucket of Milk, with the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner. Our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh, These, Those Stars of Space. Thank you.